Happy Friday, everyone. On today's Locked On NHL, we take a very early look at what free agency could look like next summer. You're Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there. Uh, welcome to the Locked On NHL Friday show. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here each and every Friday with Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at IceWarsNYRBSNYI. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube, on the Sirius XM app. Basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get the latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going this Friday, Gil? It's going. Uh, we're, we're getting to that quiet part of the uh, NHL summer, which is uh, both good and bad. I'm going through a little hockey withdrawal, but uh, Women's World Cup soccer will keep me a little bit occupied for the next. I was going to say, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where my brain's at for the most part right now. A lot of fun soccer to be played. But in the world of hockey, we do have some news. The Seattle Kraken extended Dave Haxtell, head coach. His contract uh, is now through the 25-26 season. And honestly, I think it's well-earned. I know sometimes I have flyer's brain in terms of, you know, my experience with him, but he's definitely a prime example of an NHL coach who maybe, you know, wasn't so successful in his first time, you know, as an NHL head coach, but learned a lot, became an assistant, you know, got some more uh, knowledge along the way, and then went back to a head coaching position and has found some success with the Kraken. Yeah, he is now going to be the poster boy for recycled coaches, I think. But uh, he did do, as you said, you know, he he learned from his first go around. Maybe he wasn't quite ready at that point. He climbed his way back up the ladder. And, you know, taking over an expansion team is always a different kind of a challenge. And the fact that here in the second season, this team had as much success as it did Got to give him a lot of credit after a shaky first season. So I, I think it's well-deserved as well. And congratulations to uh, Hackstall and, and to the Seattle Kraken for a great season last year. Yeah, of course, he was a Jack Adams finalist this year as well, which was also uh, well-deserved, I think. And uh, yeah, I think it, it bodes well for some consistency in Seattle as they're continuing to take steps forward in you know their growth and development. Love it. Love it for them. Uh, this week, we also had Connor Bedard sign his ELC, uh, which was, I think, you know, something that uh, Blackhawks fans were very much looking forward to. And and now that is underway. I also think it was very smart um, back at the draft. You know, they had his jersey number ready for him. It wasn't like the draft year jersey number for everyone else. They got the marketing set. Now they have the ELC signed and they are ready to go. And it was also smart that they waited till he actually turned 18 to sign the yeah. contract so that it was a legal document and he didn't yeah, have to have enough. his parents sign in addition to him. Yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. 
Uh, we also had two guys avoid arbitration over the summer. Gabe Velarde signed back with the Jets and Brett Howden signed with Vegas. Uh, always good to see those resolved before it actually goes to arbitration. Yeah, arbitration hearings can get messy. I mean, because yeah. you go into that room, you're arguing in front of the arbitrator and the team representative is always going to say things to try to drive the salary down. And sometimes players take that stuff personally and it can create some bad blood between the general manager and the player or the player's agent. So it's always better if you can work that out before you go into that room and have to say things you might later regret. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, back to our main topic of today's episode, which is a very early look at next year's free agency, which should be really fascinating because we're looking at a situation where the cap is most likely going to increase significantly. Obviously, this year it only went up by $1 million to 83.5, uh, but it could go up by, you know, maybe $10 million over the next few years um, with a significant jump uh, this upcoming offseason. And so I think a lot of players who took short-term deals uh, thinking that they're going to wait to cash in until – uh, the bigger increase comes into play. Now it's like all coming to a head where there's a bunch of these guys all at once, right? Yeah, and there's going to be a glut on the free agent market because so many uh, eligible free agents this offseason took that one-year bridge deal because they knew the cap was going to go up significantly more next summer and that teams just didn't have the money to spend this offseason. So now it's almost like a, it's not quite double the size, but it's it's a larger than normal size free agent class. And I, I, I sort of wonder a little bit because of the size of the class, whether or not there will be some players who will try to sign during this season upcoming to try to get their money before the money starts to be used up. Yeah, I think there's going to be a weird confluence of that and what the moves at the trade deadline look like because you know if a guy gets traded at deadline to a team that doesn't necessarily have that cap space for the next couple of years or has already allocated that money um you know it could be just a rental situation and then they're going to hit the open market in the off season i think you know it's it's going to be really hard to gauge what that off season is going to look like for the true free agent frenzy starting july 1st until we go through the trade deadline exercise and figure out where people are starting from even for a potential negotiation. Yeah. And then inevitably at the trade deadline, you're going to have those uh, trade and sign situations where a, a player who is a potential free agent uh, goes to a new team. They negotiate before the trade is made a new contract extension. How is that going to fit in with the cap? How often are players going to do that? Are they going to be willing to give up potentially hitting the open market for the security of dollars in their pocket now? Always a lot of variables, but because of the way it's set up this year, I think we're going to see even more movement and more questions uh, trying to figure out who it's like musical chairs. Who's going to be left standing yeah. without a place to go without money left in the cap. 
Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the biggest name on everybody's minds is Austin Matthews for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, right now he's making $11.64 million. And you have to think, well, that's a huge percentage of the Leafs cap to begin with. I think it's around 13% of their cap. So, like, can it go up from there? Should it go up from there based on his results? Um, I know that like Nathan McKinnon, 12.6 million figure is out there, you know, and who is going to be the highest paid player in the NHL. And you have to wonder whether, um, you know, the Leafs with new management, with Brad Living in charge, you know, is he going to play hardball with Austin Matthews? Is Austin Matthews going to play hardball with the Leafs? Because obviously, you know, he is the franchise player there despite having that strong core. Uh, so I, I think, you know, what ends up happening with the Austin Matthews contract is going to kind of set the tone for free agency overall. Yeah, no question. I mean, he he is the crown jewel of potential available free agents, although there are a lot of other very interesting players out there. But, you know, it's not every day that you have uh, a player like Austin Matthews. And then if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, do you want to keep the big four together and can you keep the big four together? The answer to those two questions may not be the same. Yeah, it's going to be a a real delicate balancing act for Leafs management because not only do you have Austin Matthews as a free agent, but William Nylander is going to be a free agent. He may be somebody that falls by the wayside in all of this because you also have Tyler Bertuzzi, who uh, will be a free agent again? Signed, um, you know, a, a deal with the Leafs. Uh, Max Domi is on that list, and then on the defensive side, they just signed John Klingberg to a one-year deal there as well. And um, you know, he could be wanting part of that money as well. I think how the Leafs perform this season. Uh, Obviously, with the way things went in the playoffs this past season, there's a lot of disappointment, but there's a lot of hunger moving forward to try and get it done. And there's obviously some upheaval on the management side as a result. Um, And so, you know, there could be this weird, like, balancing act of do we wait to see how the Leafs perform this season to determine who stays and who goes, but then will the cap money be gone? Or, like, how are they going to figure all that out? before people walk and sign elsewhere because they yeah. have to wait, right? Well, I, I mean, look, if if in the unlikely event that they bomb this season or injuries hit and they're just not contending for whatever reason, you know, that they do have an opportunity at the trade deadline to try to move some of these guys if that's the course they want to take. And if they want to try to keep that big four together, can they afford to fill out the rest of the roster with quality enough players to win? So... I know it's a it's a like a tightrope walk act for for management in Toronto. No easy answers. And I I think, like you said, a lot of it will depend on how Toronto is doing this season. Come, you know, February and March, when we get closer to the trade deadline, we're going to know a lot more about what the management is thinking in Toronto. Yeah, well, there are other players in free agency besides Toronto Maple Leafs, and we will start with some goaltenders on the free agency list for next summer coming up next. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. And no matter what Major League team you root for, you'll find some great betting odds and, and different propositions all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Getting back into our early look at 2024 NHL free agency. Uh, once again, the goaltending situation in free agency. Uh, the list is thin, Gil, uh, but it starts with Connor Hellebuck. And I think Connor Hellebuck is obviously in the driver's seat in all of this because he has kind of just been that Winnipeg Jet who has been in literally in the firing line for that team, faced a ton of shots. Uh, there hasn't been a strong defensive structure in front of him, you know, to to prevent that. And they haven't found success. And so the question I think comes up, you know, is he going to just want to leave when his contract is over? And will he be like a huge piece available at trade deadline? And how is that going to affect his next contract? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the first question is, do the Jets want to try to keep him? And the second one would be, can they afford to try to keep him? Are they willing to spend the amount of money it would take to keep Hellebuck in Winnipeg. And, you know, the thing is this, uh, is he going to want to stay if they do want to keep him? Because as you said, he's been facing a lot of, uh, a lot of pucks without Hellebuck right now. I don't even want to think where Winnipeg would be in the standings. So, you know, this is like a crossroads. If they, if they trade Connor Hellebuck, it's rebuild city big time for the Winnipeg Jets. It may be anyway, but right. Certainly if they don't keep him. And I guess the other question is, if they look to trade him, can they possibly get value for him? Well, I, I, you would hope so, based on the caliber of goaltender that he is. But the desperation factor may be there, um, you know, in, in terms of, of being in a, a difficult situation. But I would expect, you know, the Jets to be able to get significant return uh, Hellebuck's current cap hit is 6.2-ish uh, million. And you have to think that he would get at least that in a next contract, right? At least. I, I would think if I'm him, I'm asking for, you know, nine and settling for eight. But whether or not he can get it is a different question. Yeah, he is uh, 31 right now. So, you know, thirty. he'll be 32. Goaltenders obviously play a little bit later thinking maybe a three-year deal, three- to four-year deal for him the next go-round. And um, he could be, you know, a game-changer for a- another team. But besides that, the list is is pretty thin. I do have to mention Carter Hart as the Flyers host. Uh, 
this is a very difficult situation for the Flyers right now. Um, we are waiting any day now. We talked about this on last week's Friday show about the Hockey Canada report that has not yet, as of recording, been released. Um, could be today, could be two weeks, three weeks, two months from now. Who knows? But, um, you know, uh, he was part of that Canadian World Junior team. And so, obviously, I think things are on hold with any potential extension with the Flyers until that plays out. Making the assumption that he's not suspended or there's no factor related to that Hockey Canada report, you know, I think they're going to do a, a good faith negotiation to try and extend him over the next season and have it done before the end of next season. But anything can happen again with this cap situation. Um, and does Carter Hart, you know, really want to be part of this rebuild in Philadelphia? I think it's pretty exciting and it's off to a good start. But He's had a rough go of it the last couple of years in terms of the Flyers team in front of him. And does he want to do that for another couple of years to get to a, a promised land that may or may not be there? Yeah, that that's always a question. And uh, and you also have to think that Carter Hart is, what, 26 right now, 27? 25, he's actually. 25. So he's he'll be 26 next year. Yeah. This is a big chance. Uh, yep. This is the six, seven, eight year maximum amount of money deal opportunity. And he's not going to get another one most likely. So, no. uh, you know, if you're Carter Hart, this is when you want to figure out what the rest of your prime career looks like. How deeply embedded is he in the Philadelphia organization and community at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think he's well loved in the community and in the fan base in terms of like everybody understands that he's been dealing with a difficult situation in terms of the team itself and the performance out there. Nobody blames him for the Flyers being bad. Uh, so I think, you know, it, he's in a good spot as far as that goes. You know, it, again, it's just a matter of what does he want to do? And I think uh, you know, again, all the other stuff aside, I think he just has to figure that out for himself and then go from there in terms of potential negotiations. But, you know, it's, uh, other than that, Matt Murray will be a free agent then. That's part of the Toronto situation. Yeah. But again, is he a franchise goaltender to take them to a Stanley Cup? I don't know. Uh... So, and other than that, you know, not much else out there in the goaltending. No, no. And then, you know, to complicate it with Toronto, will there be any money left by the time they get around to figuring out what to do with him? Yeah, but, uh, you know, they're going to need a goalie. That's yeah. for sure. So, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I do not envy them up in Toronto trying to to figure all this out. And so and so we've just really talked about the Leafs and goalies. And there's a huge list of other free agents available out there. And I think, you know, looking at uh, a couple teams and what they are going to have to deal with in that off season, I think one of the most interesting ones will be in Vegas. Now, you know, they will be the defending Stanley cup champions this season. Um, but we know Vegas has a history of discarding anybody in yeah. order to get to that next step. And, you know, in the off season next year, we've got, Jonathan Marchessault and Chandler Stevenson 
who will be free agents at the same time. And, you know, my gut says that they're going to end up jettisoning Marcheseau because he's three years older. Yes. And obviously it's going to depend on how Chandler Stevenson plays this season. Right. But I think that, you know, that will be a a really interesting storyline for this season going into next summer. It it will be. And, and, you know, Vegas, it, since they've gotten into the league, they've been in win now mode. So I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I agree with you. If they're going to sign one, they go with the younger player. That makes more sense. But again, performance on the ice is going to be a factor in determining that as well. Yeah. And uh, looking at the Carolina Hurricanes, they're going to have a couple of key guys up for free agency, Sebastian Ajo and Tara Vinen. Um, are on that list. And, you know, again, depending on how Carolina does, they've just never been able to crack that, you know, Stanley Cup level play. And um, I think that obviously I think with them, it's more of a wait and see situation to see how the team does and if they're going to have to make some more changes next offseason if they don't get it done. Yeah, Sebastian Ajo is such a big part of their offense, and their offense does tend to struggle a little bit. So it'll be interesting. And then you have to add defenseman Brett Pesci and 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 see, yeah. you know, what they do with him. He's 29, so not you don't want to give him a seven-year, eight-year contract at this point. But he is, uh, you know, they, they one of the secrets to their success is their deep and mobile blue line. Again, can you keep them all? interesting questions coming up and some tough decisions in Carolina. Yeah. Well, there's some other interesting individual players on the list and we will get to them coming up next. Yeah. We mentioned uh, at the beginning of this conversation about, you know, a couple of guys signing one year deals for this season in order to maybe capitalize on Uh, some more money being available to negotiate with uh, next summer. And I think, you know, one of those key free agents is going to be Jason Zucker, who signed that one-year deal in Arizona, Uh, could be a huge contender for a trade deadline deal. And then depending on how that goes, could be in the free agent market. I think very likely could be in the free agent market. Yeah, I I would think that that is a real possibility. And again, it'll be interesting to see what approach players and their agents take. uh, Because at the trade deadline, they probably won't know yet exactly how much the cap is going up next offseason. Yeah, you know, you have to to think that that is going to be a factor as well. Tyler Toffoli signing with the New Jersey Devils uh, again. Uh, the Devils have been taking uh, huge steps forward. Uh, is he going to want to stick around? But if so, is he going to want more money Right. Uh, when the cap goes up? And how does that fit into the Devils' plan? Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. And obviously seeing how he does this year with the Devils will be part of it. I think Toffoli was a great pickup. Uh, if I'm the Devils, I probably want to keep them around to surround that young up-and-coming team with a little veteran talent. But seeing how well he fits in and how the Devils do as a team going to be big factors in determining how much, if any, money they're going to offer to Foley to stay. 
Yeah. And then a couple of mainstays, veteran guys on their respective teams hitting free agency in Steven Stamkos uh, for the Bolts and Tom Wilson for the Caps. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine Steven Stamkos in another team's uniform just based on what he's done over his career, what he's meant to the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's also 33 years old now. So, you know, he's he's going to start his decline, at least statistically. That's what we should expect. You know, what would be the market for Stamkos? He'll certainly sell tickets. He'll certainly be able to help a team. But for how long and what is he worth at this point in time if he hits the market? Yeah, I, I think I think he stays in Tampa and I think he takes a pay cut to make it happen. I agree. Um, and I see him signing, you know, and they're going to give him a, a very friendly deal in order to do that. So they'll probably give him term in order to take that pay cut just to make sure he gets the money over time. So I could see him signing a four year deal, um, you know, with a significant pay cut in order to do it for for Wilson, you know there was scuttlebutt that maybe he was going to be on the trade market this past year uh, that was quashed and it didn't happen, but you know, he's only 30. So he'll be 31 next off season. There's some years left in him and with Washington kind of going through a kind of a, it's not a rebuild because I think they're actually doing a really good job of keeping the youth and their prospects uh, developing very well there. So I don't think they're ever going to get that low as far as, um, you know, hitting rock bottom per se. So there's a, there's a really strong future ahead for the Caps, um, you know, with the draft they had this past year. He may want to stick around for that. He may. And I think Alex Ovechkin may want him to stick around as well. So that always has to be taken into consideration in Washington. What does Ovi have? Uh, three years left on his deal? Uh, so you know, signing Watson to a three-year extension might be the sweet spot if that's what Wilson is willing to do. Yeah. Uh, anybody else standing out to you on this big free agent list? Oh, boy. You know, there there were so many names. And, you know, the other thing is, obviously, we don't know who, if anyone, uh, will sign during the offseason. Look, uh, how about Noah Hannafin, the defenseman in, in – in, uh, you know, Calgary, I think that's a, a name that should be certainly mentioned. Jake Gunsel of Pittsburgh out there and Mark Shifley. Uh, there, there are some really good names out there uh, who may not make as many headlines, obviously, as in Austin Matthews or Connor Hellebuck or Sebastian Ajo, but who can really help a team improve in the right situation. Yeah, I'm very curious to see if there's any correlation between what Connor Hellebuck decides to do and Mark Shifley is going to do in Winnipeg as far as a potential rebuild there is, uh, you know, is is that going to be the end of it uh, there for both of them this offseason? And yeah, I just I think that there's a lot of moving pieces and parts. Like we said, we're going to have to see how each of these teams seasons go what happens at trade deadline and then go from there. Uh, and, you know, obviously what is the cap actually going to be? Uh, but I think, you know, it's, it's a real fun exercise to think who could be in new places uh, as of 
uh, not this upcoming season, but the following season. It should be a very interesting uh, situation. And then, of course, the, the monkey wrench and all these things can be injuries because one of these players can get injured and all of a sudden everything changes depending on how long the rehab is and, you know, what their health is going to be. So, yeah, it'll be a very interesting 12 months between now and next year's free agency. Yeah, uh, we are excited to talk about all of it as it happens. Uh, that will do it for today's show. Gil, you'll be back on Monday to talk with some of our hosts from around the Locked On NHL family about what's going on with their teams this offseason. And in the meantime, everybody have a great weekend.